Welcome to the community where passion for life and healthy sexuality connect beautifully and easily. I'm your host, Amanda Ammons, and my goal in life is to help you thrive. And a huge part of that is your sex life. Your one life was meant to be amazing, sex included. You most likely haven't been shown this, but I'm here to tell you, you're beautifully and intricately made. Made for more, made for the best. However your journey brought you here, join me in a new conversation about one of the most amazing things ever created, intricate, passionate intercourse. Together, let's break the shame cycle. Let's learn how to please and be pleased. Let's fight fear, find freedom, and freaking have fun. Welcome to the Passion Connected Show. Hey friends, welcome to this week's episode of the Passion Connected Podcast. This is going to be by far my favorite episode ever. First of all, it's releasing on Valentine's week. So that is just amazing, super duper applicable to my niche and everything that I'm talking about. So I hope this episode really encourages you, gets you in the mood, gets you in um, just the headspace for intimacy and a really, really good relationship with your partner. This episode has my favorite human being on planet Earth as my guest. My husband, Kyleb Ammons, is joining me today, and I am so excited for this episode. It is going to be so good. I love, I just love him so much, and I love his heart, and I'm so excited that I get to share him with you, (laughs) as awkward as that sounds. I just cannot wait for you to hear all of his wisdom and just a little bit about our relationship. So all of the questions that are being asked today are questions that you guys submitted, and I'm really excited for the ones that you asked. Some of them are fun, some of them are serious, but all of them are just gonna be really, really fun to discuss between him and I. There are a few questions that I'm not gonna get to, um, but I will address those later on in the episode, how I'm gonna cover those for you guys and where you can find the answers to those questions. So, Without further ado, welcome, Kyleb, to the Passion Connected Podcast. Hey, this is this is a dream come true. <laughs> always wanted to be on your podcast. You've always wanted to be on your own podcast. I've always wanted to podcast. Yeah, we need to make that happen someday. It's uh, it's it seems more practical now than ever before. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So that's fun. This is a question that no one else asked. I've asked you yet before, but I just wanted to like kind of spring it on you because you have, you don't actually have any forewarning for any of these questions. I have no idea. So. I prayed. So that's my hope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my starting question when I came up with is just, what do you think about the fact that I talk about our sex life on the mm. podcast or the fact that I even have a podcast about like sexual health and all of that sort of mm. stuff? Ooh, good question. I, I, that's funny you ask. I think, I think there's two sides to it. To, to one side, you think like I could respond in a way that's like, that's very intimate and I don't want it to be shared more like self preservation. And the other side of things, it makes perfect sense. It's totally normal because it's like, it's what you've been passionate about for so long. And it's what, uh, it's, it's, it's hilarious. We'll be, you know, this is where I get to like jump in on the audience side and say, Hey, check out Amanda. So <laughs> we'll be like, literally we'll have one of my friends over or something like that. And then they'll just be visiting. And I, I can't give I me, mean, I'll go make a coffee or something for them in that two minutes. It takes me to like start the hot water. Amanda's already in this deep conversation cause she's just present. She asks good questions. And then by the end of the coffee, they're already talking about their, his sex life. And like, <laughs> it's just, and it's not like she's prodding. It's just like this. It's like she creates a safe space for people to converse. And, and when you have a safe space, you get down to the, the deeper things, the more intimate things. So it makes, it makes perfect sense on that, that side of things. When I look at it, that you would get, you would, you would get to the bottom of things because you don't mess around. Like you're not a shallow person. And you want everyone to live their healthiest self. And, and when someone's comfortable, you naturally relax into the deeper thing. So that's kind of how I see it. It's, yeah. it, of course you would do that. So, <laughs> and then when it comes for me, I guess the, the question was mostly directed towards like, how do I feel about it? Yeah. Um, I, I'm not nervous or anything because you're, 
you're an honest, respectable person. You're not trying to like embarrass me. If you were more of a prankster, I might be a little nervous, <laughs> but I'm, I feel pretty comfortable that this is like where God has you. And I'm really excited because it's a long time coming. I mean, just like things he's put on your heart for years and years yeah. and to watch how it's unfolded, you know, dreams you've had and just crazy how it's all come, come to now. And so, yeah, it feels very timely and perfect in that sense. So oh, thank you. I'm pretty, I'm pretty comfortable in it, I guess you could say. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah. Well, and it's because you and I are able to have, I mean, like it started with you, you and I, mm. I mean, the conversations that we had and, and you were a really comfortable person with me for the beginning. Like, I mean, we hit it off right away and immediately we were having deep conversations and things like that. And so I think you giving me that space to be able to have that deepness with you, we were able to talk about sexual stuff kind of like right off the bat, really. And, and it wasn't like raunchy or anything or uncomfortable. It was just like us just being real. And so I think having Mm. that with you, I was like, why doesn't, why doesn't everybody get this? Like everyone should have this sort of relationship. I love this kind of conversation. And so you were kind of the starting point for it really. Yeah, I think you bring up a really interesting point. I just, like, when you said that, it, it would just, like, hit me very clearly. Like, oftentimes, um, if people are looking for community or people are, like, they're lonely or they're, people are looking for good friends or something, and they're, like, I need to be vulnerable. I need to put myself out there. And they go in too hard, and sometimes they scare people away or something. Either we've seen someone that done that, that in, our, in our life or we've done it ourselves or something. And you're just because sometimes it's awkward if someone's just like really throwing themselves out there like, hey, here's my biggest struggle. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> you know, like that's not how you start a conversation. That's yeah. normally. But I just thinking what you're saying is like it's so it, it, of course it happens. It's just like I was saying about you. It, it's natural when you go into a relationship connecting on the surface level and then it just goes de- layers deep. You connect emotionally you care for each other, you listen on the emotional level, you connect, you know, deeper you get into the other things. It's only natural that it would, you'd be safe to talk about that because it's a comfortable space versus, you know, you could be someone that just like is the title of, I talk about sex and we, I could get to know you at that first. And it'd be like more like a TV show you'd see nowadays or something where they come into it, not really vulnerable. They just, just the topic of it and they're acting confident. So yeah, that was just, I just thought that as like a really insightful thing. It's like some people try to make their sex life good without connecting on conversation, without connecting emotionally, without actually, like, it wasn't a big deal for us to talk about sexual things because yeah, yeah, we, well, we ease into it with friendship. And, and that, that goes literally perfectly. And it's so funny that you don't know these questions because it goes perfectly into one of the first questions that I was um given was what intimacy topics did you talk about before you got married (laughs) it's literally so perfect because what you're saying here is just building that intimacy and learning to talk about those things comfortably and kind of just figure out where we were on on the page of sexuality before we had sex was so so healthy for us so like the question of what intimacy topics did you talk about I mean, I can't, I can't even think of like one we didn't address. I mean, obviously there were things that like came up when we got married and we started having sex and there were things that like, you know, we didn't think to ask each other or yeah. that weren't like important beforehand or, or we didn't realize was, was something that we needed to talk about. But if it was a question that we had or it was something that we were thinking about, I don't think there was really anything that was off the board for us to just sit down and have a healthy conversation about. Yeah, I agree. I think it's also like a, like a preset, the same kind of a, like a lot of, you know, Christian couples understand like, okay, we're going to get married. We're going to be committed. That's one of the things like, okay, we're going to be together. We're going to fight for this forever. Like this is forever. It's another one of those things. I think it's kind of like a preset commitment. I'm going to go into this. I want to be a teachable or a humble person. And the Proverbs address that all the time. It's like the fool is the one that's not willing to receive instruction or to grow, mm-hmm. essentially. You're, you're, you're stiff in that. You won't accept it. And so no one really wants to be a fool, especially if you come from a Christian background, I think, or, or something like that. And you're like, okay, I want to be someone that's constantly growing, learning. I'm going to be humble. And so coming into it, I think we both kind of had that set thing of like, well, 
yeah, I'm willing to talk about it. And it's funny I say that, but I didn't realize how set I was in some of my perspectives that needed to change. Mm-hmm. Even though I had it set in stone, like I'm a, I'm a open person. Let's talk about it. So we started talking about it, and it took a couple of months, some things, a couple of years, for me to soften up and learn. Oh, I had some, <laughs> like judgment or legalism tied into some of the things. Um, but I think that commitment is what is healthy to start it. Cause yeah. then, then because it's a safe relationship with you, I may not, I may not know where we're going with the conversation or whatever, but I trust you in it and then we can go forward. So, yeah. Well, yeah. And I think I kind of shocked you a little Oh yeah. in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, <laughs> very much an open book and wanted to talk about these things. And once I realized like, Oh, this is a very like a really serious relationship. We're going to get married. Um, I mean, there really was nothing that was off the table. And I think some of the conversations you were like, are you sure we should discuss this? But I guess I've kind of always had the perspective of like talking about it is not going to, a lot of people say that like, if you talk about it, like it's going to cause you to stumble more or, And I guess I just don't sort of take that route. I feel like if you're already thinking it anyway, that's where the stumbling happens. But if you get it into the light and you talk about it and you come to a healthy consensus, then you have support for Mm -hmm. each other. Then you feel like you're on the same page and these secret temptations that you're having or these things that like you kind of nudge into it together, but you didn't really want to or whatever it is, like it's out in the open. And at least you have like, put your two cents out there, put your emotions, put your heart, put your, your mind and all of that sort of stuff like on the table and said, how do we want to handle this? And, and how do we want to handle this in our marriage instead of kind of just being shocked by it when whatever that thing is comes up just mm-hmm. naturally. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good. All right. So next question. Okay. This is a really fun one. So what is a fun intimacy moment or fail do you have you're you're the you're the one who always remembers like I have a few that come to my mind like right away but it's just because I've already shared them with some people um so I can go if you want but you're the one who always like comes up with all these memories I forgot completely oh yeah I'm sure let me let me think for a second go ahead if you already have okay (laughs) okay I wouldn't necessarily call it a fail um it was just it was interesting so um, I've shared this on somebody else's podcast before, but I've never shared it here. But it is um, something that happened on our honeymoon. So <laughs> one of the reasons I get so passionate about like helping people with their honeymoon and things is because I get so many stories back from people where it is just like been a complete disaster. And oftentimes it's because they didn't know something or they didn't know how to handle something. Well, we really jumped in full force, I feel like, on our honeymoon and I got everything from like newlywed cystus or cystitis or whatever. And then I had um, just like a lot of other random body stuff going on because of um, how my body was handling sex and not handling sex. But we decide that like while all of this is going on, I'm exhausted. We've had a really long week. Like we just got married. There's all this craziness. We're going to go hike up on a mountain and find Heart Lake because wouldn't that be really romantic to find? (laughs) So the name is Heart, right? Isn't it shaped like a heart? That's amazing. (laughs) Find Heart Lake. And so we are hiking up this thing. I am like dead beat, tired, exhausted. We haven't been hiking. Like we had, we weren't training necessarily. I don't think, I mean, maybe we, we did a few hikes here and there, but it's not like we I wasn't even running regularly. I think played like a few intramural sports here and there or something. Yeah. No, no. we weren't like, neither of us were like <laughs> specifically a- training to just go hiking. So I don't know why, but we decided, you know, we were doing this hike and we get up towards the top. We weren't like fully all the way at the top at this point, but we think, hey, let's have sex on a mountain. <laughs> We'd pa- we packed the stuff if we ever, you know, if we wanted to use it. I, I don't even remember who packed it, whether it was you or... Did we pre-plan I think we, this thing? We both had it, like, how cool, In the back cool would that our- be? So we packed the stuff <laughs> if, if the time, if the opportunity presented itself. Sometimes these the trails, op- there's lots of people, you know, sometimes these trails, there's lots of people, you know, who knows if it even... The, op- you know. the opportunity did not present itself. We <clears throat> oh, definitely forced it. It we, was so It hard. wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like... 
smooth, comfortable, enjoyable. We had nothing to lay on. We were like laying on these hard rocks. Yeah, it's kinda, I was exhausted. Yeah. We were both like sweaty and nasty. And then to like top the whole thing off, like we're not well versed in sex. Like we, I mean. <laughs> wait, wait, oh yeah, you're right. We've had sex what? Like just a few. Five like, times by yeah, then? Yeah, like a handful just, of uh, <laughs> bad it was awful honestly we had we had almost a week of experience under our belt (laughs) that's hilarious so then to like top this whole thing off we're like right in the middle of this and we think that we're in this like great hiding spot and then kyle looks up and like up on the ridge there are people who are hiking behind us and they were not close behind us before but they're like booking it a little bit faster and it was like we need to like finish and like so we were we were kind of hidden though we weren't like where they could see us if i remember correctly we kind of like we're it in was a little still awkward there was a dip <laughs> but then yeah so we're like tucked down so if i stood up they could see me probably part of me like but we were like ducked down to the ground behind behind this like kind of ridge thingy uh it's like a like a hill that's what it, <laughs> and then they they finally like came up to the top and we were like already at we that, already, yeah, we got at that point but it was just like i feel like we you and i both were like awkward because yeah. we had only had sex like a few yeah. times we were kind of like can they tell <laughs> like well, yeah. can they read it off I, of our body I, language <laughs> i was like we're good i mean either way we're good <laughs> but but yeah it was it was awkward it felt more like mutual like going to the bathroom in the woods together like that's what it felt more like than actually you know how awkward it is when you're trying to go to the bathroom somewhere else yeah that's so uh, that's what it felt like it's it not really like did. unless you actually have some sort of a setup it's not com- like you're like you're using your muscles maybe you're squatting awkwardly like that's that's what it felt like it was a- and it's at least we have good <laughs> memories though but then we like stupidly go back to the our um like rental that we had and we get so, in the hot tub so and have wine. And did you, did you say everything like that? You already had an infection, right? Yeah. That, I had that this infection. was also on your period. I was on my period. And, <laughs> and we just finished a nine plus mile hike. <laughs> so bad. And you were already, not, <clears throat> yeah, all those yeah. weren't making you feel well. And then we get You're in the hot tub and I decide to have a glass of wine, which just topped it all off. I, did you, I think you had to You're carry You're not me. even supposed to have, Alcohol, alcohol with hot with hot tubs you're not supposed to mix them because it can really yeah so all of that we were pretty tired we were both like oh man <laughs> that was awful Are and you then honestly tired? and then honestly heart lake wasn't that cool <laughs> it was yeah the cool thing was we saw those guys that were like like cross-country ski slash oh, yeah that was cool that was cool that was fun. <laughs> oh, and the fact that we can say we had sex on a mountaintop. I mean, <laughs> we can say it. Check. Nobody has to know about it unless they listen to the podcast. Yeah. Episode. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for joining us for that. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was a beautiful day, though. It was probably only 60, 50. It wasn't that cold. So that's a fun and a fail. So it kind yeah. of counts for both yeah. for this for this question. Okay, so I'm going to get little... I'm just going to like bounce back and forth between like positive and negative or whatever you want to call it but okay a repeated source of frustration or communication um issues or personalities uh between both of us um that's a really interesting question yeah well i feel like it it's one thing to just do it like i don't know as if we're celebrities and people just want to know about us Versus like if we do it with a framework that people can take it and apply it to their life. So for me, yeah. it seems like if we say personality, we can talk about how our personalities have been a source, um, our differing personalities or similarities have been a source for either connection or frustration. Well, and I think it always applies to sex. And so, uh-huh. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, I guess, just my perspective yeah. of things. But like in some form or another, any frustration we've had in our relationships somehow has like either affected or been affected by sex yeah. and intimacy. So, yeah, absolutely. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, so, yeah, I think through that lens of like personality first. And I think of the way the way I like to I like environments and the feel of things um, could lend itself. It lends itself to me taking longer. So oftentimes I want to get into the mood to be present, to really try to be in a place. And um, it's like sometimes uh, the, there's not time for it. So the frustration is like for us in our relationship probably has been like, you haven't understood that 
or or I felt like you didn't understand it. Like I've been impatient. Yeah. Like been. you're like, you know, like, well, we don't have time. Like you're running late or whatever. So yeah. there's a point. Even before this podcast episode, you were like, can I go, do, I, I can asked. I go make a I coffee see, beforehand? I'm like, we're, no, we need to get this done. We're, we're maturing in our relationship because I did ask. So yeah. instead of being like, what are you doing in there? <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. And I feel like we've, I mean, obviously as the years go by, you learn like more to how to handle each other and, mm-hmm. and come together on. I feel like we've, we've worked on it initially. Like that frustration was a lot more intense, I think. And now it's kind of like, yeah, well, I think it's just the, yeah, the nature of getting to know someone. Yeah. If you're, if you're committed to it, then as you go along, you'll start to like, I feel like you pick out the little things and okay, you deal with them and get better, better. As you start dealing with those, there's less variables to confuse you. And yeah. you start to see some of the other things and then it gets smoother. But what about you? Um, let's see. Repeated, repeated source of <laughs> uh, communication yeah. just in general. And I think it's just, um, I think it's really weird for you to like for two people to come together from two different families. And the, the one thing that I hear from a lot of couples like time and time again is I didn't realize like they talk different or they communicate different. Um, different families have like different levels of things that are just like understood and nobody says, um, different styles of communication where like it's maybe a little more, um, the conversation is like one sided with a few side notes or the conversation is really, really back and forth, like all the time. Um, conversation is just jumped into or it's not or it's over top of people there are families that interrupt um, and different things like that and so I feel like you and I just came from really really different (laughs) really really different families communication style wise Mm -hmm. and so I think that we have just had to learn what that looks like because the frustration was um, I feel like both of us just feeling not heard yeah. Um, and, and it's funny because it's like you would talk more and feel not heard by me and I wouldn't talk as much and I would not feel heard. And we both had this thing where we're like, uh-huh. why is this not? We're doing the op- we're kind of doing opposite things, <clears throat> pulling in opposite directions and both feeling the same way. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like we have started to navigate that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we've like fully like finished it mm-hmm. or I don't know what word you want to use for it, but. Like it's still a work in progress, mm-hmm. um, but it definitely has been a repeated frustration. And I think it has been a repeated frustration in, in sex as well, because communication is so important when it comes to sex. And there were times where it was like, there was, you know, something that we, one or the other of us felt like should have been understood, or we felt like we needed to communicate more or less and just frustration building up around sex. And we've had a few times where it's like, I don't know, like several like long conversations before actually getting into intimate time that were like not productive because we were just not on the same page. Um, so yeah, it was been, it's been something that we've, Mm -hmm. we've worked on. Yeah. To get real practical there, like the difference in our, in our communication. Um, it's hilarious. This is one of those stereotypical, uh, where we, we break the norm. Uh, like all the time yeah for most of the time uh so like yeah right where i started with them i take more time and stuff but (laughs) in this case in this case this is another one where (laughs) i'm i feel like i'm more of the uh the stereotypical woman in this case where you i want you to read between the lines and all (laughs) all, it's so funny i think it's it's also this is another one we're talking about where you come from in your family um both personality wise and just the habits of how communication happens in the family Man, it comes from a family that's very direct. They'll say a lot of them. I mean, no one's always direct, but they are direct. They they're concise. They know what they want. They say it. Um, a lot of them, and so it's just it's just a household. It's a culture. Yeah. And so you know, there's not a lot of beating around the bush there. And versus like me, I come from the opposite. <laughs> a lot of the things I didn't even realize it because it was communicating it directly in the culture I grew up with. Yeah. <laughs> But it was simply like the way I said something wasn't actually, I, I should think of a, or maybe you can think of an example, but it wasn't exactly like what I said was not what I said. What, what I was actually saying was something else, but, but I grew up with that and we, we would, you know, we'd read Well, and I do have an example for yeah. it because like there have been frustration times where you have said something like, I just don't like this or something like that. And I will repeat back to you. 
you just don't like this. And you're like, no, 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 no. That's not what I said. I'm like, it's literally word for word. (laughs) Like, it's exactly what you said. She got lost in the translation. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, no, 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 no. You got to hear what I'm saying. And I'm like, I am just, I don't, I don't know. Right. That's funny though. Yeah, it's funny how like, so that's part of culture, but then it's also personality too, where, um, personality of of me uh processing things externally and being yeah. a, like a verbal processor versus a lot of your process was done internally oh, so or, much internal and yeah. so coming to the table almost on different levels because i'm coming at us like if you have zones like you're coming from the like the starting point yeah and you're I'm like coming. ready to start let me start like, processing I've already pre-processed this right a ton of that and yeah. so like if we were going to come to this podcast and it's like hey uh here's some pre-questions we want to think through and have like really set answers. That's a specific thing. Remember we're teaching on something versus like this where you, where it's kind of fun because it prods the questions that come up. It's more natural and it's fun. It's very different where your starting point is. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Same, same thing. It's so that that's what point of contention there is like knowing each other's starting point. Yeah. So moving through it, you know, one way how, how we managed to, to go through it. It's, uh, I think you have to, you have to have, you have to deal with the emotions because if you're in the middle of the emotions, it's hard to go through it. If one person's frustrated, the other person's mm-hmm. angry or feels on, you can't really go forward if you're both just trying. Well, that's where you, you have to, and like I said this in my um, episode on, you know, having hard conversations or having conversations about sex, you have to kind of set the stage uh-huh. you know if one of you is coming from a specific point you have to like say hey i'm dealing with some frustrations this is the kind of stuff that i need from you i don't really need this right now can you be here to support me yeah and just like prepping prepping the whole conversation so that you guys don't get into the middle of it and go like i never needed that yeah. like why are you yeah yeah uh, it's sure. almost like a new a new uh positions like which couple you know a question you can ask which couple is more self-aware or more internal process versus external process yeah it's not always the same equation but yeah but to come and just to know that about yourself one of the huge things i think for me that i'm learning about this is to become more self-aware is to literally validate myself whatever emotions i'm feeling Mm -hmm. that's where it starts and then same with you learning to listen if i can just validate whatever you're feeling whatever you're thinking if i validating who you are from your position that's, I think that was, that's the key. And then it unlocks the door and we're able to move forward and process through, okay, where we're both coming from, analyze the situation, find it, and then have some sort of practical thing yeah. to move forward. And that, I think that's a, the secret to going forward. And early on in a marriage, I, I mean, I've, I've really not been a very good listener throughout my life. <laughs> and so something I'm growing in, I know that we've spent three or four hours, two hours, you know, like long sections of time because of that me not taking the time me trying to be heard and have you validate me mm-hmm. before i was like validating what where you were coming from where i bet you we've cut off three hours of a conversation <laughs> because now we'll get to it quicker and i'll be like oh wow it sounds like you're saying this and you're like oh yeah absolutely and then i, I you you validate where i'm coming from and then we're both like wow we're heard we're on the same page now we can like link arms and walk <laughs> walk through this door together to figure out how we can move forward. I know I was about to high five you like, yeah, look at us go. So that's that's the one's exciting for me because it totally the growth there affects every area of life. Yeah. So okay, so on the flip side of that question, what is one thing that we appreciate appreciate about each other? Mm. Appreciate most appreciate uh, reading your most, notes, huh? Yes. But we can do one thing, right? Anyway. <clears throat> Well, most actually puts me in a box and that's harder for me to answer. (laughs) Uh. Most. I, I've got mine. Um, I think that you have like the most gentle heart I've ever met. And so it has been, I say this all the time when people are like, you know, how do you guys fit together? And like, what is your relationship like? And It's so crazy because I never, ever anticipated you. Like, I never thought that you were the kind of person that I was going to end up with Uh because, and I mean, you know this, I've said this like tons of times, but, um, I thought I needed someone really, um, I don't know how to like, can I, can I jump in? Yes. Okay. (laughs) So, so if you've never heard something like this, people, um, the first time I heard this, it was profound because there's something really profound about this. Oftentimes 
you will repeat the strengths and the weaknesses of your parents and it in every area. So mm-hmm. your sex life may look just like your parents. Yeah. Or your your you know, your stakes, your strengths, oftentimes especially if you're similar in personality to your parents, but your environment, you grew up in that. So that's such mm-hmm. a big influencing factor. So oftentimes someone said this very specifically, your who you're gonna marry, you're you're subconsciously looking for your mother if you're a guy or you're looking for your father if yeah. you're and not actually looking for them but someone similar the strengths you see the way you saw your your mother and father treat each other that's what you're looking for in the spouse because you're like that's what a marriage is that's your that's just innately your set that's like your ground zero mm-hmm. you see what that is so if there's negative there you have to overcome it if it's positives it's great you have a good start so knowing that if no one's heard that it's like okay you're gonna marry someone like your father or or if you're a woman or, or like your mother if you're, so it makes sense you're looking for that type of a mm-hmm. womanly figure in the house well, or a manly figure in the house and and i'm a strong personality and so my thought process was like you know you're talking about the marrying the like your dad or your mom or whatever and so me it was my dad but I am exactly like my dad I mean it's almost comical how much I'm like my dad and what what a strong person can often think is like I need someone stronger somebody who is like gonna help put me in my place was kind of the way I thought (laughs) like who is gonna like take the lead and jump in and like know what he wants and be very very firm on his um, beliefs and his opinions and stuff so that when, when, you know, I bring something up, like I've got somebody who's going to like, you know, kind of balance me out and <laughs> you balanced me out in like the most unexpected way, like completely. I mean, you are the opposite of my dad. I, I not even like <laughs> you guys are on, I feel like opposite spectrums in such a good way. And it like your gentle heart shocked me. And instead of like fighting me, you brought me down to like, Oh, you hear me like, Oh, I feel so loved. And it was, I didn't need to be combated. Like I thought that I did. I didn't need to be like, I don't know. Yeah. 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 It was, yeah. I just remember back to when we first getting to know each other, God totally used me in your life as a healthy, like that, almost that same image, maybe, you know, like, like whatever you were looking for in a husband from your father, like the same thing, the things you, you didn't feel like you had, God was using, he, God was using that in your life and through some things through me. And that was like, really, yeah. that was also affirming to me because I never, I never really felt that. I never pieced that so well with a relationship. So I think through different ones for me. And it was like, you're talking about how kind of surprised, surprised you what kind of a person would fit with you. What, like the mm-hmm. way it played out, how God would, oh, that's how. Yeah. I fit together because oftentimes you can you can process ahead of time and many people have a beautiful story where they're able to process ahead of time what kind of a person do I need and they think through it they maybe they just know like they were born with it got, got you know it's in innately in them what they know that they need um, but oftentimes it, it's either or they discover it along the way man this would be really well because they, they date some people and they figure mm-hmm. out who or they get friends or whatever and you yeah I feel like God just shocked me and, and was so, like, hey, boom. you didn't know that you needed yeah. this. And like, there you were. And it was just perfect. Yeah. Same for me. Uh, shocked in a good way. <laughs> like that. Where I feel like, you, you know, you're talking about this, like the different types of personality. I think uh, for myself, I just remember thinking like, this is another, here, here's another one. I'll throw, throw myself under the bus again. Um, where I feel like this is more of a uh, associated with a girl type trait, but th- matching yourself up with someone to marry them. As a kid, I did that. And as I, <laughs> as I talked to other guys, I realized uh, they didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I have this little, that's why I, I mean, I was a little, this little like secret romantic, I guess, in some ways where I was just like, huh, wonder what it would be like to be married to that, that woman, that girl. And I, you know, as a, even as like a 12 year old. You're so and, cute. I right? love it. And so, that's, that's funny. I was in this, uh, I was in Sunday school with a, with a girl named Amanda in third grade. And I, she, I remember she annoyed me, but it's because I saw similar things for myself and her. I didn't know that at the time she was loud and noxious and stuff. And so then I was, I think I was annoyed because I didn't have the attention she had. I, and I don't I'm like looking back now with, with more wisdom. Uh, but what's funny about that is like, just that name Amanda it's, it's absurd that I, God took me full circle to marry an Amanda. And it seemed like a, like even as a third year, like a third grader, I could, I feel like the romantic in me is like, 
genuinely like, yeah, God knew, you know, there's that seed deep in you. You knew you're going to marry Amanda down, down the road. So, so what do you appreciate most? All right. So taking it in with that, I'd say similarly, I didn't know who I wanted like or needed. And I had been friends with different girls. I'd got to know girls better and thought like this could be, this could be a thing some like really quieter girls and then some others that are more loud or fun. And, and I was just trying to like process through all these different things. Like who, who would I fit with? And honestly, I couldn't figure it out. I was like, I could, I've tried to imagine all of them and they were all like good in their own way, but I, I couldn't really see like, there was nothing that stood out. Like this is the one. And so when, when I met you, it was like, I, I described it at the time, like there were, these different pieces of personality or strengths of character or, you know, just like the way, even spiritual gifts or whatever, that all I never saw would be in this combo in, in one person to completely be the one for me. And I mean, I, we knew, we knew, you knew, I knew, and I didn't, I mean, I didn't want to admit it as fast, but I'd be, if I was honest with what I was thinking and feeling underneath the surface, from you know that first week or so I, I from the time i saw you and all that i was just like so excited about it yeah that i just knew like i really was excited and as i got to know you it was like layer and layer and layer and i was like oh my goodness remember that time in the van i was just talking to you i was like i've never met anyone like you ever <laughs> and it was she was actually going through a hard i don't remember you were working through stuff you were like, crying was... and talking to god and he <laughs> just like made it rain on her literally <laughs> And like, no, really, Amanda was like mad at God. And she was like, man, why am I dealing through all this crap? Like if you're going to just, it was sprinkling outside. I was like, if you're going to like pour all of this on me, like just make it pour. Just like make it rain. Bring all of it on. And then it was like crash boom. And like there was a ton of thunder. <laughs> I'm standing there in my apartment. And it was like, uh, it's like uh, Emperor's New Groove where Cusco as a llama is just sitting there like slumped. And it's just like raining, <laughs> pouring on him. <laughs> it was like that man. It just like creaks the door open and she's just sitting there it's pouring on her i took like two towels to soak it all up but yeah so you were you were in that space and i drove you back to campus and i remember talking to you and just thinking wow i don't know it was just there's there's such there's like a gentleness there's this tenderness to you yet so strong and i didn't know both could be present in one person um and so yeah, I, it's funny how you have this combo of, of everything where we can connect on so many things and yet also uh, balance each other out on other things. Yeah. And so if I, I had to say it. down to one thing, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say it's your fierce, tender love. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So. Fierce, tender love. Oh, you're so sweet. Oh, my gosh. It's fun. I love talking about this stuff. It's fun. It is fun. All the stories and memories and <laughs> it's especially fun because we're doing this like so close like uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we only have one mic and so he just like kissed me on the cheek but it's literally because we're also like almost cheek to cheek already anyway because <laughs> we're trying to talk into the same mic i love it okay so what are you most excited for in the next five years i i already have this one like Go. down pat Go because i'm it. like so planned and so just yes. i am like I don't feel like I communicate it very well on this podcast um, or like anywhere. And I'm not sure why, but I am literally so excited about my courses. And, and this is not like a pitch. This is not like, I want you to buy my courses. This is literally like, I have, I have learned so much and have so much in me to give and so much just, I just want to love people so well in this area. And I don't want people to go through the same things that I have had to go through. I don't want people to battle their way, you know, through like bad conversations or not knowing what they want in their sex life or not understanding this thing and that thing and the other thing and having pain and frustration and, and all of that. And so I have like so many ideas swarming in my head of like other courses I want to do and, and getaways that I want to do with people or challenges that I want to do. So like, it's funny because my, I really am excited to finish my, um, masters. Like when that, I think I'll get more excited as that gets to like the last semester, because right now it feels a little daunting. Um, I'm sure I'll be excited once that happens, but there's still so much more that has to go into that, like taking a test and applying for a license and, you know, all of that. So I'm excited for that, but I'm, my heart is in 
passion connected. My heart is in passionate beginnings and I am so excited to see where it's going because I really, I know God's behind it and I know that God has people that I can help and I can serve. And so that's, yeah. that's mine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That gets me excited about it too. <laughs> I, I was already excited about it. I was going to say, I thought you, I'm, I mean, I know you're already I'm excited. so excited. Yeah. All the behind the scenes <laughs> stuff. I'm like, I, you know. You watched this whole process. Yeah. Oh man. Even back, it's just crazy. It's crazy. When, it was like seven years ago, eight years ago. Mm. in between seven and eight that might have been longer somewhere between seven and nine years ago <laughs> we're we're at jbu like going to like a small group and or what yeah we were going to that small group with the small church and you uh you had this dream maybe it was our first year of marriage when you had the dream mm-hmm. it was we were already married so so six six to seven years ago yeah so i had a dream where i um was like walking along in a forest and there was this trail and there were a bunch of girls like lined up behind me, following behind me. And I can't remember. It was, how did I, you had which water, one was right? mine? Mine was water. Right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So I had a big picture of water and I was like turning around and like, was pouring. it like one of those wine? Yeah. It was like a wine scan or whatever. Yeah. Like the hiking, like the <laughs> yeah. classic wine scan. Yeah. 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 I was like pouring water into their wine skins to like pour out into other people's and it was such a powerful dream and then I was like running on ahead to this little creek that was up ahead and gathering more and coming back and like pouring more into them and I felt like it was so significant and powerful because it was I I just I had never I had oddly never really wanted to be a leader of women like that was not my heart that was not how I felt but that was just because of like some woman to woman issues I had had in my past Um, but yeah, we went to this small group and we were having like a time of prayer and there were some of the elders in the church that were like praying and speaking over us. Um, do you want to like finish it off? Yeah. I just remember that like, (laughs) so one of the ladies was praying over you and she's just like, she gets like this picture, this vision of, of sorts. And she's just like, wow, I see, I see you leading women on this trail. And like, man, I had the dream the night before. I was so excited. I was so excited. Man, I just pumped. But she's like, I see you leading women on this trail and you have tools. And so that was crazy. There's different than, but it was the same thing. It was the same image with not just filling up with water to like refresh and to quench your thirst, whatever that, you know, translates as, Mm -hmm. but also tools to equip them. Um, and you're equip- you're helping equip them with tools. And it was like this really cool thing. And, you know, on that whole theme, you were funny. Uh, flashback to earlier in the podcast where you're like, I don't know why we thought we could do that on the hiking thing. At the time, we were planning to hike the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, we are we are like getting equipment, planning, like, yeah, so the hiking of course dream we was think, like in our head. Of course yeah. we would can go hike nine miles. We're going <laughs> to we're going to hike, you know, 22,000 here or 2200 here in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, so then back to the, <laughs> the tools, thing. The tools exactly. So it's just we even thought at the time it was about that. Just like, oh, wow, we need to, like, ask God for who's going to go hiking with us on this trail and we're going to take people with us. And, and you know, like, that's going to be something significant. And um, that's but cool. But then turn around to this and it's like yeah. this is so, so perfect. It, I mean, people have asked me how, like – I don't know, just like how the podcast is going or how everything's going. Like it's, it's some sort of, I, I, I mean, it, I've had people ask it from different perspectives. Some I can tell are asking it like, it's kind of an awkward thing. Yeah. Like, how's it like, going? I was your follower. And then like, you know, you kind of use social media <laughs> and I'd barely even kept up with you. But now like you're only talking about sex. God and sex. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and then there's other people that ask it from this perspective of like, um, just like it's a, it's a side hobby or something like, how's the podcast? Like, it's like this side thing. And I'm like, it's, it's not (laughs) like, it is not daunting and it is not a side thing. It is literally like my entire heart has been like building and building and building. And like, I feel like I'm, I'm the Grinch and it's like grown like three times and I'm like ready to just like burst out (laughs) and give everyone like Zacchaeus four times more gifts than their (laughs) Zacchaeus Grinch mix, you know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but sure. really you just want to yeah absolutely because that's that's the whole thing we let into this thing with the, the it's like who you are it's yeah. it's what you're already yeah. so passionate about it's, it's what like, god gave me uh-huh for yeah sure. it's like yeah it doesn't take any effort to, to, to jump in because it's it's there so what are you excited for you for the next five years Ooh, for me man what a what a big question i know i feel like I, this is like <laughs> this that's kind of hard because i feel like <laughs> 
that's like that's the equivalent of like 37 trillion dreams <laughs> pretty much we like to to give some like background to our relationship like i think <sighs> i think if i asked you what your dreams were for the next week like we could have a couple of good really full day conversations yeah. just about the next like few yeah. weeks so to ask you the next five yeah. years is to ask a lot well yeah so I, I can change it we can look like the framework it's i don't have to be limited by that um yeah like looking looking ahead you know it's i love dreaming i love i love planning and strategizing and seeing the themes and so five years from now uh, i'm excited i'm excited for our family um i feel like what's going to what's going to happen is I, I feel like i'm really excited for our re, the regulation of our thriving family if that's yeah. if that can explain it the best cuz I, I just feel like there's so many pieces you know we talked about it some of in what marriage looks like when you take two people from different places or you take your you know different experiences and stuff let alone you know your your past and everything else that plays plays a factor into it and you start to like try to get a new normal because a new like regular you need some sort of a, a rhythm a routine uh, scheduled to make your life work to to build off of and uh, like a foundation and so i think like we've we've been kind of crazy we've <laughs> by crazy i mean just like we've done we've moved it, a lot in the we've first, changed jobs a lot yeah like there's the been a first lot four happened. four years of our marriage we, were, we moved eight times eight yeah. different houses so not eight moves, but eight different places to live. And, and yeah, you think that there was like, there was like six or seven different jobs in that time. And four there was pregnancies. Four pre happened. Yeah. Like, yeah, and like, then two kids now and just like all these things. And then the medical stuff and there's like, like you just think of like, it was, it's been a wild ride. And like some people, there's that touring season, that travel season, that crazy season, um, which can be fun, but you can't live like that forever. Like mm -hmm. you've got to find your home. And then build it out. So what I'm really excited about is us really honing in. Like, what is it that has, like, what is the stable things? What are the stable things? I so, think we've really finally started that here. Yeah. Especially, like, moving into this new place. Like, yes. I think that this new season is yeah. a lot more solid. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm excited for how that plays out. I think that what that will look like for us is to be financially stable where we can go, uh, you know, through this passion connected and what God's doing other places. Like, for us to be able to do the, some of these dreams that that help us uh, grow up with our girls, like they want to have the family environment, to go hiking with them, yeah. and to to travel and to um, have these experiences, and to you know, I'm I'm really excited for what that looks like, and I and I feel like those things open up, you know, as you as you um, you know, kind of level up as you go. So yeah. that's some of the I some of the years for like our family excitement. What I'm looking forward to. I love it. Okay, I'm going to answer this last one, and then you can just, like, um, pitch in any extra okay. side notes you have on it. But I just had some really good thoughts. Yeah. Um, okay, so the question was um, – there was a lot wrapped up into this question just about how, like, they had previously tried um, – this couple had previously tried to do a getaway, and it really didn't turn out good. Like, the, the place that they booked, like, they didn't – it wasn't very, the bed wasn't very comfortable. They really didn't have a good time. It was, I think for, they said like their fourth year anniversary. Um, and it just didn't turn out like the way they wanted. It wasn't very romantic. And so I really love this question since it's coming out. This episode is happening before Valentine's day. Um, just a few tips to like help you. So their question was, how do we plan a getaway? Like, how do we do this in a way that it's going to succeed? We are desperate for a honeymoon type overnight, um, but we're just really afraid that we aren't, like, are we going to waste our money? We're not really going to enjoy it. It's not going to be worth it. Um, so I have a few initial thoughts on this. Um, for Kyle and I, I think one of the best things that we have learned to do when it comes to... Um, like planning date night or trying to plan. We haven't had a getaway in a while. Like we need one <laughs> really badly. Yeah. But you know, uh, we could, we did have a secret getaway the other night. We were going to go do some work, business work the other night. I don't <laughs> we know. Should, totally, I, should I share that? Yeah. We snuck out of our business work and went to a movie. <laughs> we had a babysitter and we were like, we're going to sit down. No, no, we're going to go see Spider-Man. We, we, okay. So man has been wanting to watch this for a long time. You know, she prepped by watching all the other Spider-Mans and everything. She's ready to go. And just chomping at the bit, 
and we just didn't have a babysitter lined up. We didn't have, you know, we were busy. We had work stuff to work on and all this stuff. So there, it was, it was fine, but it was just not the time. And then the time came and we, she'd been working hard for so long, you know, like sometimes you just know you need to put it aside yeah, and have a time. good date night together. And so that was so fun. That was, was really, really fun. So, fun. so okay. But, but for like getaway advice, what I tried planning a getaway one time where it was going to be Kyle and I and like I had this whole idea in my head of exactly how I wanted it to go down and like we were going to do all of the things it was going to be perfect it was going to be this it was going to be that and then I sort of pitched it to him like I have this plan and he came back like uh that doesn't sound like what I want at all hey good for me for being honest huh (laughs) pretty much (laughs) and I realized like we had very very different opinions of what it was going to look like. So my advice is sort of twofold. Number one, um, make sure that you're doing what is you style, like you as a couple, because, you know, getaways or vacations or date nights or Valentine's day, it can look like Mm -hmm. whatever the world makes it like out to be like, it should be like this. Like you should have Mm -hmm. flowers and you should have chocolate or you should have this exact type of hotel and like this jacuzzi and this thing. And I think that that's just crap. Like, yeah, if it's not going to be what you enjoy and what you like, like it should be very specific to you. So for Kyle and I, like a perfect getaway would be us hiking on a really good night and having it like tent pitched up and knowing that we're going to have just like some private time and the weather is going to be really gorgeous and we're going to have fun with all of our hiking meals and that sort of thing. So it's going to be very specific to you. Was right. there something you wanted to say with oh, that? Oh, I was just, I was just jumping in there. Yeah. Like I just thought like if, if I'm excited, if you're excited, to go on this perfect Valentine's Day trip so that you can take a selfie and everyone can see how good of a time you're having, then maybe it's not actually like a good, you know, because yeah. you're, you know, I'm, I'm kind of poking at it. But the, the thing is that if you're not self-aware and you're doing that, you're defining what's good for you based on what other people think. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest, honestly, biggest problems I've, I've faced in my own life and our culture faces because of just the way everything is. It's so easy to think we should do something because of what other people will say is fun or good or, or like is the best. Oh, you guys must be having an amazing time because of that. It could literally look boring to everyone else. And it's the most refreshing thing. Yeah. Like put your phones down and pl- do puzzles yeah. and light a candle. Like I feel like we could have a really good getaway at our house. You could, yeah, Yeah. you could do whatever. And so I think first you have to know both. What are you both being honest? Like if you have someone, um, in the relationship, like for me, this was me at the beginning. I thought for me to be a good, strong, noble husband was to just stuff whatever I wanted as my own desires and sacrifice it because that's what the laying my life down as a husband would look like. And that's the best husband thing to do. And what, applying that everywhere like there's something honorable with what i was saying but applying that was me not being honest with amanda or myself fully with what i actually wanted who i was Mm -hmm. and what that means for me to have to thrive and what i even want because then that's just prolonging that and then for you you know you being honest and me not it's it's unequal so first i was just saying you both have to know yeah what you want to define that because it would be different if you were going on a, a retreat by yourself yeah, or me by myself. Oh, definitely. It would and look then, way different. And then what is it that's fun for us? So like yeah. I was just thinking like advice for others or tips there. Don't you think like what what is – would you say – I'm curious how you'd answer it. But would you say people need to connect on something one person likes or the other person likes, take turns, or go with something they both are fresh to or something they both – are I think for like regular date nights, going back and forth is like not a, I mean, I think that's great. I think that's not a problem because I think that, um, you know, you can learn to like each other's activities and support each other's activities and enjoy it either way. I think if you're having like an actual getaway, like this is you guys time, like this is very specifically to you, you need to both be involved and both really enjoy the way that it's going to happen. Um, so that you can both feel like it's for you and for your relationship, um, and you together. And that was, that kind of ties into just the second thing I was going to say on it is so plan it together, make sure that it's what you want. And also what I read from this question was like, you know, that they tried to put effort into it. Like they booked a hotel room, um, and they just came away from it feeling like they just wasted money. They didn't have a good night's sleep. They didn't really have a good time there together and all of that. I would just say, 
it is, and this is probably like not going to be the advice people want to hear, but it is what you make it. I mean, you and I have had times where it was like, that did not turn out. I mean, like, for example, the mountaintop. I mean, yeah. that <laughs> yeah. that did not turn out the way that we thought it was going to go. Our entire honeymoon pretty much did not turn out the way it was going to go. Like, we thought it was going to go. It did. It, I wouldn't have said, like, wow, this was amazing. Like, we had the best sex ever. Like, we got so close. I feel like there were a lot of challenges that we came up against. There were a lot of, like, problems. But through them, through it all, we had a really good time. And yeah. I think we look back on it and we were like – we just laugh together. Like that was a hot mess yeah. like that. Yeah. And it, it bonded us yeah. closer for the lack of sleep we had for the pain that I had yeah. for the doctor that I had to find in Colorado yeah. for like all of these different oh, things. Let me just say it like that from my question. We actually did everything. We did things that you wanted to do. We did things that, that wouldn't be my first choice. And we did things mm -hmm. I wanted to do. You were like, Hey, what can we, you know, and then that weren't your first choice. <clears throat> we did things that both weren't our first choice for both of us. And we did things <laughs> that were our first choice for both of us. So like, Essentially, we covered all this ground, so we were able to be comfortable together, uncomfortable together, and then also meet each other in their yeah. comfort. So, I but feel the like the main the main like point of it all was it really didn't matter where we were sleeping, what we were doing, what activity, how it was all going down. Like you and I were a team. Yeah, and that's the yeah. That I mean, like you're gonna floor. you're gonna come <clears throat> away from any situation that you have as a couple if you feel like you know you're coming away from it like we loved each other and we love each other more and that was like such a good time together like it doesn't matter yeah. it, it doesn't matter like you can laugh yeah. about it i and, guess and and i think it's important to make the distinction between like doing it for the other person and thinking it's selfless and doing it as a team yeah because that's part of the problem there too is like if, if some people go in and it's it's good to be like well, consider it for each other but if it's fully just giving up what you want and all, i don't know that that's where that person right is and from. yeah i don't know what it is but i know for me like that that's one that resonates with me it's like to make the distinction when we're together it's fun we do it together we're on the same page but if anyone was in starting to get in that it's i could see that's where some people get more they do it begrudgingly or they keep silent about it yeah and and i could see how that well, and I think a lot of people want to, you know, like if they put their effort into something, they want it to turn out like everyone wants to like buy a hotel yeah. room and have it be like the best night's sleep right. that they've ever had. Everybody wants to like plan a getaway and have it be like this picture perfect getaway. But you just I mean, like sometimes you're going to hit it and sometimes you're going to miss it and you want to be able to walk away from it. Like it's more about who yeah. you are as a person yeah. and who you are as a couple. Um, and your perspective of it, then what actually yeah. happens? Which are you, kind of, yeah. Are you being present enough in the right mindset to enjoy it either way? Yeah. Yeah. A good attitude kind of thing. Or are you joined together where you're going to have fun no matter which what? Which is something challenges. I learned from you because I um, tend to be more on the, the <laughs> pessimistic side. Like, let's, let's get this right. <laughs> and then something goes wrong. It's like, hey, let's, this is unique to this. What? Who gets to go through this kind of a thing? <laughs> gets to go through that's this crap. This so, is hilarious. That's so special, right? That's funny. That's, and that's how you... That's how you become a better person. That's how you enjoy life. I love it. Okay. So this has been a good long episode. I am so glad you guys joined us for it. Um, I really hope your Valentine's Day is going to be amazing. I hope you get the date night and the getaway that you desire. If you submitted a question to me and I did not answer it in the Facebook group, which the link is going to be in the show notes, it's facebook.com slash groups slash passion connected in there this Friday at five, I'm going to be going live and answering all of the rest of those questions. We've got questions about kids and how to talk about sex to them and how to talk about like saving yourself for marriage and what that looks like. We have so much to cover. It is going to be so amazing. I would love to see you there. Also, friends, I am so excited because if you did not get a chance to get into Passionate Beginnings this last time when it was open for one day only on Valentine's Day, I will announce it in the Facebook group. I will announce it on Instagram. If you want to get in this course, if you want to learn 
all about your body and how it works and how to have beautiful intimacy, how to communicate, how to plan amazing sex with your partner. I am opening the doors up for 24 hours, one day. With the coupon code LOVE, you can get 20% off the course, which is an amazing deal. And you will get immediate access because the course doors are open right now. Take this opportunity. This is a 24 hour thing, like I said, and then the course doors are not opening again until April. So if you wanna get in, get in now. What a deal. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's worth it. I, I think if, if anyone's out there as a Christian or as a person that wants to learn about sex from a person that's healthy, thriving in their own life, I mean, psh, that's training to be a counselor, almost certified. There's nothing out there like this. You know, I love you. You can, you can spend 2000 3000 bucks. I bet that's, you know, this is well, oh, yeah. 100 bucks, 100 120 if you get the deal, something like that. Well, I calculated like all of the amount of um, like content in there. If you were to do it in premarital counseling and you were to pay like a counselor for premarital counseling, it would be like $600 worth or more, Ooh. $600 to like $1,000. Yeah, it's not what a deal, huh? Sounds like a deal. Yeah. You're getting a, you're getting. So sneaky. the regular course price is 147. You also get a 30 minute one-on-one um, -on -one session with me. It's regularly 147, but you get 20% off with that coupon code. So I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing Valentine's Day, my passion people. I love you and I will see you next week. Get that deal. <laughs> and thanks for having me. <laughs> I loved having you on. <laughs>